It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. Still, uh, you know. Licking my wounds from the uh, not so fun game on Sunday, and and you know trying to trying to realize that Christmas time, and 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 there's other things to uh, to to occupy your mind, and and you know the holidays and all of that. Yeah, I, I would think that would be the thing that I should be thinking about. I should be trying to enjoy my Christmas. Uh, I went Christmas shopping, um, and you know what? I found myself. You're still thinking about how the Cowboys have ruined my Christmas season. That's, that's, so. that's what's wrong with us, and that's why we're here doing Thank this, you. because we have a, a problem, and, and our outlet for that is talking to all you good folks. Yeah, I, I hear all this, I was at the store and hear all this Christmas music, and everybody seems to be in a good mood, and I can't understand why everybody has these smiles on their faces, knowing what I watched on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, that's, I mean, I, that's, yeah. we have a problem. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to go ahead and answer some of your Twitter questions. Uh, maybe this will make us feel better. Maybe it won't. Maybe not. More than likely, it'll probably just get us uh, all fired up again. But uh, let's go ahead and try to do this. Um, this f- first question comes from Tony Landon. Uh, I would like you guys to rank the top three things that went wrong with the Cowboys this season. Uh, we don't each have to rank them, but we can give a couple things. Landon, I'll let you go first. Well, what would you say was the biggest thing that went wrong with Dallas this season? Well, if this is at no huddle, Tony Thompson, then I would yes. say no, number one would be meeting him at training camp. That was uh, <laughs> it's that bad was, luck, a bad, bad omen right there. Generally, a bad bad situation. And, and um, I, you know, I, I think the top three things that went wrong. You know, I just again we kind of talked about it yesterday in the pod, and I just think that they that this kind of general belief that that they were going to be able to recapture the kind of offensive magic that they had the first three games whenever they wanted, it just felt like they, you know, that belief that they could just kind of turn it on was such a a bad you know. I don't know. It, it feels like it, it, it allowed for them to 
feel like they could come out of game out 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 to games flat, and then you know kind of yeah. just turn it on. And you know, I, I just think that is it is, as I say, is it almost like in basketball where you have like a, a shooter, or maybe a bad shooter who hits a couple threes early in the game, and all of a sudden. Now he thinks he can make a three and shoot a three whenever he wants, and he, he, he thinks he's hot. And it's almost the way I feel like the Cowboys were this year, where it was almost a detriment for them to start off as good as they did because now in the back of their mind they think, we can turn it on whenever we want. We can flip that switch. We can score 21 points whenever we need to, but you can't when you play good teams. Yeah, the problem, that's the, the problem was that you know, for the most part they could. You know, and like at, at different points they could, and – so yeah, I mean, I think that what yeah when they started to go up against really good teams, they needed to play that way from you know from Jump Street, and they they didn't, and, and it caused problems, and then they were trying to overcome bad situations in all those games, and it made it difficult. So uh, I think that I think Leighton Vander Esch getting hurt really hurt this team, uh, and him really just his play this season in general, maybe even beyond the injury. Um, I, I think. Uh, yeah, all of those things, all of those things are bad, and I, I think really the, the third thing would probably be special teams coaching and special teams mm. in general, just because I, I, they they were just completely outmatched by every single team they played in all different special teams units, uh, and that really adds up, you know, game to game. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna preach about special teams once again. Uh, really quickly, entering week 17, this is where they rank in certain special teams categories. 25th in opponent punt return average, 29th in field goal percentage, 30th in kickoff average, 32nd in average starting field position, 32nd in net punt average, 32nd in gross punt average, 32nd in kick return average, 32nd in kicks blocked, and 32nd in blocked kicks. Um, yeah, I mean, their special That's teams not were good. atrocious. It's not good, no. Bob. No. Yeah, not good. And when you combine that with uh, a defense that doesn't create a lot of turnovers and an offense that's really inconsistent. You see why this team is going to finish probably 8-8 eight and eight this season. Um, Lane, let's go ahead and move on to this question. This one's from Mike. Uh, do we let the next coach decide on Dak and Amari? Um, I'll go ahead and take this one. The Cowboys aren't going to hire a coach that doesn't believe in Dak, yeah, right? Well, I, there's no chance that happens. Yeah, I agree. Why? So... Well, right, it's, it's just easier to you, find a coach than it is to find a quarterback. I agree, and I, I think what Dallas is ultimately going to do is they're going to try to find. I think they're going to try to find a coach that can help continue to improve Prescott and build up his skill set and build an offense that suits him. Uh, they're not going to get one of these guys in here that has a certain scheme, and they're going to try to fit Dak into it. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, let's go ahead and let's get to some more of these. Uh, this one from Tech. Uh, discuss how bad the defense is in their coaches, Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard. Uh, Landon, we kind of talked about this on our last show, but you think more than anything the Cowboys need to move on from these guys, correct? Yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, I mean, the core of what they are is about execution and playing fast, and that's not what's happening. And there was no execution. And, the, you know, the other thing that, it's frustrating to me is that they they see the clear weakness in this, and they refuse to do anything about it. You know, they they refuse to get any kind of run stopping defensive tackle. And I I understand and respect what Marinelli has done with these with a lot of these pass rushers, but it's like I, I, I their inability to solve this one issue um, 
you know, when it seems like it, it should be imminently solvable, even through in free agency, if you needed yeah. to, um, is frustrating. And especially since, the, you know, we keep being you know hand-waved, okay, it's fine, you don't need to do this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, and, and they never, it never solved, they never solved the issue. You know, it's like, it's, it's still, you've still got a huge gap in your run defense. You still need somebody to keep your linebackers clean. And so, yeah, it's frustrating to say the least. And not only that, but man, like uh, on Sunday, one of the biggest plays of the game was a third down pass to Greg Ward, where you just have a breakdown in coverage between Jordan Lewis and Malcolm Smith and Greg Ward's wide open down the sideline. And that leads to a touchdown to now put it at 17 to 6. I mean, it's just way too many times you get those coverage breakdowns and they shouldn't be happening. And, you know, for a team that has a bunch of veteran players on it, uh, you know, that's that's inexcusable. I, I do think it's time for a change. I appreciate what Rod Marinelli has done for this team and his ability to develop pass rushers, but uh, I, I do think it's time for the Cowboys to move on to a more uh, maybe complex scheme that. Uh, you know, maybe can design some better blitzes and create some turnovers. We've seen now for the last, you know, four or five years, the Cowboys have been one of the league's worst teams in turnovers. Maybe a change in coaching staff will help. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, Lane, and we'll come back and we'll answer some more questions. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, this next one, Lana, comes from Jim. Uh, will this be Witten's last year with the Cowboys? Can you envision a scenario in which he's back next year? Sure. I mean, I certainly could envision a scenario in which he's oh, back. Please don't do this I mean, to I mean, like, I mean, look. If, if we're being honest, yeah, like, I, you, you don't think that there is some situation where he could come back? Yes, there's absolutely a scenario. As a player? Yes. I mean, oh, I'm, don't, I'm, don't not, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, listen to me. Christmas is already ruined. Pre- this is this is worse. <laughs> I am not prescribing it. I am not saying that it should happen. I'm not saying that it will happen. Even, but I'm saying. Can you envision it? Absolutely. I, oh, I just watched him retire, go into mm. Monday Night Football, and then, and then come back. So I surely can re- envision him coming back for another year. I hope. I, I kind of hope it doesn't happen. Uh, kind of hope it doesn't happen. Well, yeah. I, mean, How I, could, I, I, I like I, the guy. I don't. I'm not trying to trash him on his way out. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I don't want him back next year. Okay. I and I don't I certainly don't want him back as a as the starting tight end. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I mean, is it outside the realm of possibility that it could happen? No. Have you have you been paying attention to what is what the crazy stuff that happens in I the know, NFL? It's so frustrating. This is something that's happened 15 years in a row. So yeah, I can envision it. It's not that. It's not that. It, it, you know, well, 14 years in a row with the break. I guess. But yes, uh. I can totally see it happening. I don't hope it does happen. I think it's time for him to move on. I think it's time for this team to kind of take a reset with the core young group of the players and try this again. But, you know, I, I, I think guys like Witten, it's, it's probably time to move on. 
It is time to move, move on. on. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. And so we need to move on from this topic before I say something I shouldn't say about Jason Witt. That's probably uh, fair. Yeah. Let's let let's go. I think I've I've made it pretty well known where I stand there. Um. I I will not be thrilled if I see an eighty-two jersey next year for the Cowboys. Um. Next one from Benjamin. Oh, and this is a fun topic that I don't really want to discuss, but we have to. Uh, with Amari Cooper hurt constantly and all of this confusion over him playing, not playing, is there a real chance Dallas doesn't bring him back next year? Landon, I will allow you to go first. What do you think about Amari Cooper now that it's been two seasons in Dallas? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think, no, I think he definitely, there's not probably not a chance that he doesn't come back. So he, I think he will be back. Um, you know, I, I, I think he should be back. I think he's incredibly talented. I think that you, you have to accept and identify and realize that there is some of the issues and complaints that people have about him seem to have some, uh, you know, validity to him. I mean, it does seem like that he's... Yes and no, though. I I would debate some of that, though. I, I, okay, I mean, I, and I think that's fair, but and, and I, I would, too, except that he, it keeps happening. You know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, so let's, let's go ahead and dive into that. All Which right. ones are you referring to? Are you referring to the, the home and away splits? No. I'm, I'm, ex- okay. I'm, I'm just referring to specifically he seems to have a kind of lingering injury thing that happens you're saying from from this season or from previous seasons yes <laughs> okay because i listen i i would say for the most part through his career he's been pretty healthy this is the one year that he's had an injury that's really affected his playing ability i i see um, i don't know if that's true that's why i guess my point is is that he doesn't ha- get a lot of serious injuries but he gets nicked up a lot and i think him being nicked up a lot affects his useful. Like, I don't know if it affects his physical usefulness, but I think it affects his mentality. I I, I just I don't know that I when he's when he's not at a hundred percent. I don't know that I see him at a hundred percent, and I don't know if that is because okay. you know what I'm saying. Like I, I, and that's fair. Now let, let's let's compare that to other receivers in the league. What other receivers are really good when they're banged up? Now, the one that I would say is is good is Julio. Julio seems to be able to fight through some of these things better than other players in the league. But if you look across the league, like players like, especially the route runners, right? Stephon Diggs in Minnesota is a perfect example of somebody who is banged up. He doesn't play well. I think I saw a stat the other day that when he's on the on the injury report listed as questionable or doubtful, his production drops like sixty six percent. I think for most players across the league, especially the receiver's position, if you are banged up, especially with a lower body injury, your production is going to go down. That, that's kind of expected, I think. Okay, but 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 and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that's like a not signable offense. What yeah, I'm, I know what you're what saying. I'm saying is that all of this, you know, together makes for a very inconsistent stew, <laughs> and I think that's that's what we've got with 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 Cooper is that. Um, he's high variance because for a lot for a lot of different reasons. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with uh, I don't have a problem with signing a guy like that because I think he, you know he has value and you know whether it, he, he, the other team doesn't know when he's what, what his variance is that day, and that that means that he, you know, every coming into every game he has that same value. My point is is that 
the problem this year with this team, I feel like, is that we needed a we needed Gallup to be more consistent than he even was. Because it, if if you're not but, gonna have Cooper out there producing, you know, on a, on a game to game basis, you needed somebody out there as a stabilizing force in your pass game. And I don't know that they ever got that other person, despite yeah. having several talented players. And here's the argument, and I, I agree with you there, right? I think the Cowboys definitely needed another reliable option. The problem is, is Gallup got injured too, and it took like a solid month before he even got back to the player that we saw before. Look at it like this. In uh, week three, he got hurt. So he missed week three, four. He came back for the Philly or the Green Bay game in week five. Wasn't very efficient in that Green Bay game. And then the following weeks, 48 yards, 34 yards, 33 yards, 36 yards. So it was basically two months where you weren't getting anything out of Gallup because he was coming back from a knee injury. Over the last couple of weeks, you started to get better production. But okay, but see that—that's the problem. That's here's the problem, though, is that okay? The, all it takes for your offense, your passing offense, which is really the, your offense, to get completely wrecked, is for Cooper to get a nagging injury and then your second receiver to get banged up. Which I mean, let's okay. be, let's be honest—that so, so is a high that. likelihood every season. Right. So, so, so this is why the team pays. Ninety million dollars to a running back is right. So if you do have these these injuries, you can lean on your rushing attack to win you games. I don't think that was the case this year, right? They their rushing attack was very very inconsistent from game to game. That's another reason why I was so against paying for a running back because can't. Yesterday, perfect example. You needed Zeke in the offensive line to be able to carve up that Eagles rush or rush defense, and they couldn't. Because with a compromised Amari, they couldn't take advantage of it. So now what? Now what do you do on offense? I agree with you. If Amari or Gallup gets hurt, their offense is in trouble. What do you do now? Well, I, I think you have to find a, some kind of stabilizing force in your pass offense. Because, I mean, look, you can try to shift the blame onto the, de- onto the running game all you want on no, this. No, I'm not. I'm not. But, I'm but saying like, I mean, the Amari problem Cooper is when you invest and, that much money. Uh, Amari Cooper and, and, money and, and Michael Gallup were, were healthy enough to be on the field. And they were not beating Ronald Darby until he got hurt. And they weren't beating, uh, you know, Jalen Mills until he got hurt and then came back. Like, you know, the problem is, is that, the moments when they should be like, there's a consistency that's happening, whether it's injuries or whatever. But like when they, at the very least, need to be beating the players that they should be beating. And so if you don't have that on your team, and you plan on re-signing Cooper, then you better go out there and really upgrade on Cobb's position, because you cannot have a third guy uh, like that. You know what I'm saying? Like there. you have to have there. somebody. That is reliable, that can win uh, in one-on-one situations and catch the ball. Now, and you, can, you can't just have Cobb show up for one drive every four oh, drives. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is this is not the way to do this. And, and, and no, it's Beasley is not the answer either. Because <laughs> yes, he is. He always can get no, open, and he always can. He can only cuts. get open. He only can get open inside inside the slot, and the, that's not the pro- useful. I say the problem is Dallas traded big playability for consistency. And uh, listen, you can make an argument for either, right? 
Cobb certainly has the ability to make plays downfield, no. and he was able to do it for a drive on Sunday. They they traded the pro- it for versatility. That's the difference. And the well, problem I, I, is, I would that, also say big play because I think that's certainly something Cobb does better as well. Well, okay, but I think that's okay. I think we're saying the same thing. I think the big plays are due to the versatility because the, the ability to, to move these guys around wherever they want means that they can get better matchups. They can't, you know, they, they, they know when they know that Beasley is going to be the slot every time. They know that they can bracket him every time. You know, when they when they don't know when they break out and they line up defensively, and you know Cobb could shift outside or Cobb could shift. It, they 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 don't know where. Sure. You know, saying like they these guys can still shift and move. And that was another thing I think that they did offensively that they went away from that they need to go back to is, you know, they stopped using shifts as 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 well as they were early on and and, and motions to a- attack the defensive scheme and I think you know that goes back to what we're but I, but my larger point is that they still need they they, they have two great high variance offensive threats on the outside they need a consistent threat and and Witten, Witten isn't you know they needed like a, a, it probably needs to be a tight end, a pass catching. I was tight just end, about you know? to say that. As much as I think you can make an argument that it needs to be Cobb or whatever, I think it's a tight end because that gives you a player that can beat not just cornerbacks, but that can beat sure. linebackers and safety. So if you have a team that has really good corners, you can match up. You know, in the middle of the field, you can take advantage of you know slow linebackers, and we've seen time and time this season. You know, the Cowboys have played a lot of teams that have had poor linebackers and they haven't been able to take advantage because they continue to trot out slow Jason Witten and you can't make teams pay. So I do agree with you. I, th- I think that's the one spot that the Cowboys should look to upgrade this offseason. But I don't know how you do it because tight end is a spot where historically it takes these guys a while to develop and good tight ends don't hit free agency. So I- I'm not exactly sure how you upgrade that position entering 2020. Yeah, you probably Let's have see. to trade. You know, you probably have to like or make a trade or yeah. I mean, that's the problem with tight end and defensive tackle. It's uh, it's uh, it's a developmental it's a developmental position. position that the Cowboys the haven't invested assets into. No, I know it. It, it is a problem. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get to some more of your questions. Uh, this one from Hayden: Who on the staff is uh, going to be kept outside of Jason Garrett? Do you envision anybody? Do you think it's a complete overhaul? Uh, is there anyone that you think needs to be kept? You think Jason Garrett's going to get kept? <laughs> Outside oh, of Jason Garrett? <laughs> Outside of Jason Garrett. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm assuming he meant including Jason Garrett. Yeah, outside uh, of Jason Garrett. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that Gary Brown deserves to be fired. I mean, he feels like he's actually a pretty good running backs coach. But he's not someone that I'm going to lose sleep over. No, if they lose. no, no. I mean, I, look, if, if the idea is that the new coach wants his wants his guys, then yeah, I don't let him have them. Let him have them. I don't really. There's no one that I specifically uh, feel like has to stay because I, I I almost want the the new coach to come in and bring new faces. Yeah, I agree. I just bring in a whole you new. They need a change of culture and a, a new some new faces around that locker room in the worst way. Um, this next question, Landon, from John. Uh, would you rather lose on Sunday for getting a chance at getting a higher pick? It does seem like the Cowboys' odds of making the playoffs uh, are still intact. Uh, there's still the chance that the Eagles, which incredibly banged up Eagles, who likely won't have Zach Ertz this week, travel to New York. They could lose that game. But at this point, are you looking forward to the 2020 season? Maybe you sit guys like Amari Cooper 
Maybe you sent Dak, who is banged up. Uh, what would? How would you go into this game? Honest to God, I would rather the Eagles lose to the Giants and the Cowboys go to the playoffs and lose than, uh, than the Eagles go to the playoffs. <laughs> and I don't even care about the draft pick at this point. I'm mad. Like, I, like I just like I'm petty, and at this point, I want to see them lose. Uh, you know, I yeah. I understand the the lose to I I hate that I hate that mentality. I and I, I just I don't like it. So yeah, I mean whatever. I'd like I like higher better draft picks, but I I obviously I love higher draft picks too. But I'm looking at this more of a long term thing. Like just let Amari get healthy. Just let him be healthy entering the off season. Like don't you don't have to play some of those guys. Just, I'd rather I'd rather sit those guys and make sure that they're healthy for the off season for the next coaching staff rather than them getting hurt in a meaningless game. The draft pick besides the point. There's just no reason to have a guy like DeMarcus Lawrence out there who has been banged up all season. Uh, I I I just don't know what you're trying to prove at that point. I, I'm just you not. Know? I can't be talked into any kind of tanking situation. It's not. No, not necessarily but, tanking, but, but, but just no, I, I, but just resting guys that are resting guys up. that are hurt. Maybe I. I mean, I can see to a certain degree, but yeah. Like, does Tyron need to be in this game? Uh, well, you mean, yeah. I mean, I, if if Dak's in the game, does Dak need to be in this game? I. I. I you know. I. Maybe I don't know. That's not my call at this point. I, I think I think at this point, like that's a discussion with Jerry and Jason and Dak. Honestly, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't. I, like seriously, yeah. this is such a weird scenario, and like, yeah, you know, they they actually do have a chance to be in the playoffs still, but you know, everyone kind of understands where we are, like. I, I would not be surprised if Dak – I mean, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I bet Dak's going to want to play. Oh, Dak's going to play. Yeah, so. Listen, uh, if I'm the Cowboys' front office, I'm playing the long game here, right? You realize that if you take Dak out, you take Tyron out, you take these guys that are banged up, and you just say, hey, we're, we want to go into next year with a full Dak – or full – full Dak, a full uh, deck, um, you can do that. It's also not the worst idea to get Washington a win so they can uh, avoid picking – or Chase Young – uh, in the first round, I don't know how much college football you've watched, but yeah. uh, Chase Young is a monster. Wouldn't be the worst idea to keep him out of, outside the division. The other thing to um, keep in mind, real quick, before we go, is, like, is that this we're gonna have know the results of this game before we play. So no, it's gonna they be a, it now. They did they the, they flex the, the Cowboys game. Yeah, they? they flex the Cowboy and Eagle game now. Oh, so we well, okay. Well, then that makes that does make a difference. Because I was well, I was gonna say that like. Yeah, if you yeah. if you, you knew could, if you if that that would be a bad look like if you know what I'm saying yeah, like, if you if you knew that you needed to win to get in yeah. and then and Dak and those guys aren't playing I agree yeah but I think that's why they flexed it right Maybe. they they want I'm sure Fox wants Dallas playing all their starters as if you know they they still have a chance to get in uh, I'm I'm sure that's why the NFL uh, flexed that all right that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in enjoy your Christmas we will be off on Wednesday. Uh, We'll try to get another show or two up uh, before the end of the week. Uh, We'll try to preview that Cowboy Redskin game. We will see you guys later. Enjoy your holidays. Uh, Make sure you guys tune in later in the week. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.